0: when women talk about money, it's worth a million. I'm Amanda Kessler and my co-host Laura Ford and I are thrilled to have you with us for our very first episode. Best Friends Finance is all about empowering women to take control of their financial future by talking about money with friends. Laura, how are you feeling? Super excited and a little
1: embarrassed to say how long it actually took us to get to the point where we sat down and recorded it live because we've been chatting about this for months.
0: Oh yeah, idea to execution was not a super fast process. Not at all, but we're here now and so yay, looking forward to it. Yes, and really the way this came about, what we want to talk about today and just share with you is is what we expect um, this podcast to be and turn into for our listeners and we want it to be a resource for you because it's conversations about money have been life-changing for us. So Laura and I, about six months ago, started talking about money and our personal finances. And um, it was pretty mind-blowing, the changes that resulted in our lives and, and how much better we feel, the security, the peace, the, the um, comfort we feel around the idea of finances now, when it used to be something that at least personally I never wanted to talk about. How about you, Laura? totally uncomfortable talking about it. I think there was
1: shame around where I was at because I didn't, because there's nothing to measure it by, right? So your friends aren't sitting around talking about their finances. And so you're only, the only thing you have to measure it by is what you think other people are doing, right? And so because no one's having these conversations, it wasn't until you and I had opened up the doors to, in real honesty with one another, where you were at and where we were at. And we were, totally different states and on different pages. We're the same age, but we had a lot of, we we were having the same feelings around money and finances and insecurities. And what we gave one another was confidence to take baby steps and move things in the right direction. And I'm not afraid of, you know, failing or making a small mistake, knowing that we could correct ourselves and get back on a path that felt comfortable for
0: us. Oh, absolutely. And I think you, you nailed it because the fact that nobody talked about it, all we knew about other people's finances, not that we need to know about other people's finances, but really all we know is what they post on social media. And people aren't posting about saving, about investing, about the unsexy stuff. They're posting the vacations and the new the highlight cars. reel. Yes. The highlight <laughs> reel, the kitchen remodel, like That's right. all that fun stuff. So we didn't know that other people were thinking about this stuff and, and really being strategic with their spending and their saving. And Therefore, I think we we missed out on a lot until we started talking about it. So um, Laura and I, actually, we are best friends. Um, We are lucky to have found each other through um, working with a side hustle that we both started about the same time where we experienced some great financial success completely outside of our day jobs. And that financial success opened us up to the ability to spend in a way we hadn't spent before. And what we both found, and I, I think you can confirm this, Laura, is that we spent in a way that was totally, upon reflection, <laughs> wackadoodle. doodle um, because it was just there, it was abundant, it was lovely, it felt right, and we were seeing other people's highlights, highlight reels and just kind of keeping up with that. Um, and that threw us into a tailspin that was probably worse than where we started. Well, we wanted to create what we saw other people doing,
1: or I know at least Amanda, that that's how I felt. And I feel like you probably felt the same way. Like if people were shopping at Nordstrom's at the anniversary sale, we felt like we should be too Yes, and creating experiences for our children and our families, um, buying the newest, greatest purse or, you know, whatever it was. Again, it goes back to what you said, which was that feeling, right? It was a, we were high income earners, but with very little um Finance IQ, if you
0: will. Yes, high earner, low IQ. not, low a, good, IQ. not a good place to be, but we're, we're this is all about transparency and no judgment. and you're gonna see, guys, we're going to share the mistakes we've made, right? We're gonna share um, all the ways we've tripped up financially and how we've dug ourselves out of that. Um, really, our hope with this podcast is to empower women, um, no matter what phase or stage you are in life, but to feel like it's not too late to completely take control and and turn around your financial future if you're not sure or not thrilled about where you're going right now. You know, one conversation
1: I had recently, um, Amanda, with a girlfriend of mine who's about 10 years older than me was, is, you know, there's a shame. She's in her mid-50s and there's shame around where she's at financially. You know, and the one thing I said to her was, you know better do better you know better now do better going forward and I think that's where we're all at right if as these conversations evolve and as this podcast evolves what we hope to do like you said is empower other people but just to know better and then once you know better you can you can start doing better in your household um with whatever that looks like wherever you're willing to get started
0: Absolutely. And you know, your, your period of knowing better can be at any point in your life. And I, I wish we could say ours started when we were 25, um, but it didn't. It started for both of us in our early to mid 40s. Um, but whenever it happens, the fact that it happens is a win. You know, if you're ready to make a change and kind of take ownership, that's a huge deal. Uh, I will share that for me, I made it all the way into my 40s. With a complete head and sand philosophy as to finances, I made good money, my husband made good money, therefore why did we need to talk about money? If he wanted to talk to me about what I call the B word, aka budget, I felt like sick, like I felt constricted and tight and small and icky because to me, talking about a budget suggested that there was lack, that there was not abundance, that that we weren't doing well and I needed to be worried instead of... That being an empowering conversation, because instead of saying there's something to worry about, saying, let's plan for our future and and figure out how to make great decisions so we can live well today and live even better down the road, which is how I think of it now. Thank God. Absolutely. You know, and for me, for
1: Jeff and I, we didn't really have a lot of conversations. Jeff knew what was coming up. If we had kids tuition due or if we had lessons due, he always knew the big finances that were coming up are the big expenditures, if you will. And I was happy for him to just figure that out and not involve me in the conversation. And as this has evolved in these conversations have changed in our household, it makes me feel good to be a part of the conversation now and not just knowing that he has that monkey on his back, mm-hmm. so, you know, all alone. And, um, they're great conversations. And I even feel like our marriage has improved through this process because we are completely open and transparent and it's not a, they're even at our home now, Amanda, there's no judgment like you bought that or you bought this. I mean, we still have his money, my money, but we also bring money to the table in the same percentages, if you will, and put our best foot forward to make the best impact in our financial future together. And that is a really good place to be.
0: I love that. I love that. I I do think it's improved my marriage too. I mean, my husband, Steve, love the man, but, um, being on different pages about finances because he's such a saver and he's such, so not a spender, um, I think it was always tough for us, but I wouldn't even talk about it. So I don't even know how tough it was for him because I wasn't gonna hear about it. Um, but now that we are on the same page and in that position of like having common goals and moving toward them together, um, that is that's pretty hot, right? I mean it is totally it's super hot it's good it's good for a marriage so um you know we're kind of getting right to the to the um the good point which is that we are completely transformed about our personal finances and how we feel about talking money but that has only been through many months and for me even a couple years of conversations with friends about money so really the origin story of this podcast and where we come from came from is um like i said i made it into my 40s without wanting to have any conversations about this And, um, about two and a half years ago, summer of 2017, Steve and I went on a, a little mountain getaway with our friends up to Crested Butte. We live in Colorado and we're up there in a condo with our dear friends, Patrick and Anna, and they are friends that we've always traveled with, done things with, um, you know, kind of live similar lifestyles. And all of a sudden they started talking a lot about how they were spending and how they were saving and their huge savings goals. Which was like I never even thought of the phrase saving schools into my forties, which is pathetic. But this is true. I'm being transparent here. And so, listening to them, I began to be to be really interested in this movement that they were following called FIRE, which stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. And so, at their suggestion, I started listening to some podcasts and reading some blogs. And Laura, I will tell you that my initial reaction was kind of like ew because you know, there's some really incredible people who started this movement a few years ago. And if you're saying, I don't even know what this is, don't feel bad. Like five years ago, probably most people have never even heard these terms, FI, financially independent or financial independence. Um, This is really a new movement, but the pioneers of this movement are people like Mr. Money Mustache and Physician on Fire and Mad Scientist and all of these people. They have done incredible things, but they live so lean. Like I'm talking people who don't believe in cars. Can you imagine giving up your car? or they've never had a car payment and they're like in their entire life. Like this, this is
1: just who they've always been. And yes. this is something that we're evolving into without yes. that, the extreme budget
0: cutting. Right. Like if you're not, if you weren't born frugal and, and, uh, a saver and all that all is not lost. But I was listening to these guys kind of thinking, it's too late. Like I have screwed up so royalty, royally for several (laughs) decades now. Like I can't do this. But I kept kind of looking around and seeing what was out there. And I found another podcast called Bigger Pockets Money. And the two hosts, a man and a woman, they're amazing. They too were just born that way and are incredibly frugal and financially literate. But they had guests on there over and over who shared how they turned themselves around from being a total disaster to set up for a really amazing future and, and potentially financial in, independence decades before retirement age. And I started to feel some hope, but what I didn't see was us. I didn't see you, Laura. I didn't see That's me. Right. I didn't see women in their mid forties who are now just figuring it out and saying, it's okay. It's not too late. So I started talking to you about it. And it turns out you were already on that page. You were already going down that road. It was like we were on the same wavelength. I Where were we, you when we started I, talking? I think when when we initially had this conversation,
1: you—I I don't remember how it all evolved. But I was Jeff and I were listening to Rich Dad Poor Dad. We have a daughter who goes to school eleven hours away, and so we make frequent car road trips back and forth to visit, or to move in or out of the dorm. But we always try to play something that we feel like will make us better individuals. And we together had just decided after we had been hit with a couple of setbacks with our taxes and the year prior to that with a flood and just knowing that we were in over our heads or where we felt comfortable with our finances and we wanted to make some real change. And we just started to listen to this and and started to realize that a lot of our mentality around money was of scarcity and blind eye. We weren't facing it and full-fledged ahead and we were kind of afraid to have a conversations with one another in fear of you know what would the other one think and so it was you know I mean I think we just kind of both of us just laid it out there where we were at and we let you know we kind of spoke our hearts and um What I what I saw from you was is that you wanted to help me and that I wanted to help you. And so I would listen to something and I would say, oh my gosh, this is this is Amanda, you know, and I would send it to you and you would hear something that would resonate and help Jeff and I and you would send that over to us. And so we just decided like we are best friends. We have accomplished a lot together, like you said, in our side hustle. And now we could accomplish this together, but we didn't want to just keep it for within us. What we recognize is that we wanted to share this and help. Our children, our neighbors, our you know other teammates that we have in our side hustle. So it just kept evolving with the conversation, and I had a point. Oh, you know the other thing too. I mean, what I was going, what I was going to, what I was wanted to mention was that regardless of like you didn't see us, so women in their mid forties, I didn't either. But that once we got our, once we wrapped our brain around this, and we kind of laid out, mapped out where we wanted to go five, 10 years from now, that was another, that was another wake up call for me, which was recognizing that in 10 years, I wasn't going to be able to accomplish the goals that I wanted to accomplish with my family travel and that sort of thing. If we kept going down the current path that we were on. And so what I feel like now is I've bought back myself some opportunity Mm -hmm. to make some real change so that those things can happen in my lifetime.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, doesn't that give you chills? It really does. And and I think the thing that um, that really stops me in my track is realizing that before we started down this road, I was in the same position, not at all set up to achieve what I thought my life would look like in ten years. I, I had this picture, but I wasn't doing any of the things to make that a reality. And what if we hadn't started this conversation? What if we hadn't had each other and said, "Oh my gosh, we need to make a change. Let's do it together. I've got your back. We're gonna figure this out." And So from that has evolved this podcast because we thought, oh my gosh, everyone should be talking about this with their friends. But I will tell you, it's not necessarily the easiest conversation to start. Like your friend, you say, hey, let's start talking about money. You're not asking to see their bank statements, right? Absolutely not. I, my, uh, my daughter and I went to dinner with one of her girlfriends last week and
1: I just put it out there. I'm like, what are you doing for your 401k? And she just looked at me and I said, well, I prefaced it with, can I ask you something personal? And she said, yes, but I want to start the conversation with as many people as possible, regardless of their age, because it is so important. And I wish someone would have had the conversation with me when I was in my
0: early twenties or thirties, but here we are mid forties. Yes. Yes. And so, so we see a space for, for this, for us and for people like us. And it, you know, whether you're in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, your fifties, You know, maybe you're figuring this out earlier than we did, but we're hoping that by sharing what we've learned and also sharing the mistakes we've made, we're going to help you get on the right path. And we hope that you grab a buddy in the process and say, this makes sense. We should be talking about this. Let's listen together and let's figure it out because an accountability partner to provide encouragement, support, humor, God, there's gotta be some humor when you start working on budgets. (laughs) <laughs> um, has made all the difference for me and I know for Laura too. So um, I think that that one thing we should mention, we're going to be sharing like our individual money stories. So what's a money story? Tell us what a money story is, Laura. A money story
1: really is dating back as far as you can remember to whether you were a child or a teenager, your first experience or your first encounter with maybe where you came, you came from financially, or what you perceived around money, whether it was your family had plenty of it, whether your family was frugal or whether your family was, you know, rich one moment and and the next moment you had nothing, right? Like we know there are so many types of people, feast or famine. I mean, we all know that moment when we recognized kind of where we come from, Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's, it'll, it will be exciting because you and I, Amanda, we come from totally different backgrounds as far as money goes.
0: Yep. Completely different. And, and those stories have shaped us into who we are, but I think once we share our stories and once you, you know, our listeners, once you process through your money story, you'll realize, okay, this is how I got to where I am today, but it doesn't define where I go here forward. I mean, you can make incredible changes. And speaking of incredible changes, as we share our stories and as we talk to guests and as we talk about all these different topics that we want to hear from you, we want your help talking about, um, you know, what do you want to talk about? What are issues you struggle with money? But as we go through all this, we're going to be sharing major changes we've made and what those have done in our lives. And just to give you a little preview. Um, when we started having this conversation in the summer of 2019, 19, yep, um, we both made some huge savings goals. whether that saving was going to pay off debt or going to fund retirement. And between was it probably about August, we started saving through the end of the year, between Lara and myself and our husband, so between our two households, we put away over $80,000. And this is from two households that previously, okay, maybe I should only speak for my household, was spending every penny
1: we made. No, no, you're, I we're right there with you. And then some.
0: And then, yeah, and, and, and maybe a little more. So um, we share that to let you know that amazing change is possible with some intentionality, with some support, with some accountability, and um, with best friends who are running alongside you on your finance journey. Yeah, I'm excited. I really am excited and I'm anxious
1: to learn from our listeners and um, just continue to have conversations about what their biggest money mistakes are, what their biggest wins are. I mean, there's so much to learn from one another that I am excited about creating more community where this is a safe space. And like you said, a judgment-free zone where we can just share and learn.
0: This is Amanda Kessler. And I'm Laura Ford. And
1: this conversation about money and finances was worth a million. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Best Friends Finance. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share us with your BFF, gal pal, work wife, mom, daughter, or anyone that might crave more financial security. Until next time.